hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. It's been a really long time since I've kicked one of these things off, so I'm knocking off the rust a little bit. But it feels good to be back doing a podcast when we actually have at least a date as to when basketball is going to resume. So to talk about the NBA restart and what the hell has been going on over the last couple weeks since they have announced the restart, my co-host PJ, what's up, homie? Bubble and bubble and bubble and bubble and we talking NBA bubble and <laughs> so, um, it's coming back, dude. I I got to be honest, it's a little anticlimactic. It's a little anticlimactic when it's we're gonna come back, but it's gonna be. I think this. I don't remember the exact date that they announced the restart, but it was essentially two months before they're actually coming back. Um, we are recording this on Thursday, June twenty fifth. So anything that comes out between now, like for all we know, the corona, the number of cases is spiking in the U.S. So is that going to deter the restart? And it hasn't specifically been very good in Florida, <laughs> so that's not a great sign. Um, but here we are. The, the NBA is tentatively planning on restarting on July 30th, which would run after the playoffs would be done, would run through mid-October. October 13th would be the latest date after the finals would end. Uh, we've got 22 teams coming back, um, including some teams that really, in my opinion, should not have been. Shout out to the Wolves and Bulls for not making it. Yeah, somehow your and my favorite team are not it's for the best. Are not there. No, it's better this way. Yeah, at least this draft is supposed to be really good. So you know, it's worth it. I was uh, gonna be mad if they made me watch more Bulls basketball. Oh, I. Uh, I mean, I would have been fine with it <laughs> if if the Bulls somehow made their way back. But then, nah. No more boiling ball needs to die with the virus <laughs> yeah i mean it well the good news is out of all this we haven't really talked about this too much is that the front office seems like not we're, important <laughs> we're, hey it's trending in the right uh direction though man Maybe. i mean anyway um everything's trending in the right direction does it actually mean anything's going to actually happen only time will tell about the bulls and if we actually even see an nba game because if i were to bet I still not 100% sure we actually get to the finals. Or even maybe if they even actually get games in. Really? So maybe let's just dive right into this, dude. So you don't think that this works? I mean, I haven't seen for any pro sport. I think like a lot of these efforts are sides trying to appease for like because there's collectively bargained agreements in play and like I think the play like they had to come up with something to you know, prevent the owners from tearing up the CBA and, like, just being a complete cluster. But um, there has been yet to see – I have yet to see anything other – and, like, maybe it's just the PR spin of just, like, we're not going to overtly say, yeah, we just know people are going to get sick and we just have to do this because of the almighty dollar. Um, and we just have to sit, get some sort of um, – for lack of you know, a bastardized version of this season just through to fulfill our contracts and everything there uh, with TV deals. 
beyond that, though, like they have nothing about the plans and anything I've seen in my mind with what you see um, most health officials and statements say on that end um, don't really seem to coordinate and I don't know how you actually manage it when you think of like the scale even of the NBA and like that roster size you know look at baseball all these are like it's it comes down to me where it just it feels so much like a snowplow effect of we're just gonna truck through and just try to get to the finish line and whatever gets left behind it gets left behind and so oh well um which if it actually they do play like just ups the ante of all this stuff and like the craziness that could unfold but i don't i don't know if it will be better and i don't know how i'll feel with it occurring yet because in some ways i i'd say with a lot of this it just does kind of feel icky because in the end, it's I, I own the only true rationale I see for them pushing forward and having this much motivation to try to make something work is the almighty American dollar. It's financial. Uh, I think the but the I think the the reason that the players are even okay with it is is for that reason, as well as the you know more ap- upper echelon guys caring about legacy. You know that's that's it is it is money for players or it is legacy for players because LeBron, you think LeBron doesn't really care about restarting the season like I think he definitely I mean, does. LeBron wants another ring. Yeah, I mean this is maybe his was his best shot um, with how they're and this still could be. I mean, I if LeBron tested positive, there's no I, I would like to be in that room hearing them tell him he can't play for two weeks. Right. But I I don't know, man. I just uh I, I hear what you're saying. Um but isn't the whole reason why the NBA has gotten as big as it is? It's like the primary reason why it has gotten this big, the primary reason that we're able to even have league pass in the first place. This is all monetary. Right. Oh no, a hundred percent is. So I I, just... I don't I, I guess that doesn't really it doesn't deter me away from being super excited about it because it's like, you know, I. At the end of the day, I don't know if it's really going to be that different for these individual players. Like they, we've had so many that have been that have come out as having gotten the coronavirus already, and if they are testing the players as stringently as they are planning to. You know, the biggest concern is like, all right, what other variables do you have coming into play with all of this? And it's like you have so many other staffers that are going to be on the Disney campus that that's where there's risk involved in them getting exposed to the virus and then somehow passing it to the players. But I just I, I can envision a scenario where, I mean, even if you took like the you know, the Nets had four people. I mean, yeah, there's definitely been guys that have tested positive and whatnot, you know, in this span of time. But like. They're expanding the roster by a few, but you know, if if a team for whatever reason has five guys test positive, like, and they're out two weeks, I mean, essentially, it's it's either you know, it's how many games can you cram in, and can you like, in some ways, yeah, avoid this, and it, is it luck or whatever, and you just don't get this caught. But if like, for whatever reason, a team all of a sudden finds like, yeah, they're down five guys, I mean. He, they might they just might be self-eliminated just based on the number of bodies available to do this like it isn't there um especially on a basketball team you know 
it's there's a limited number of guys, um, which helps as far as you know, there's less variables there. But still, at the same time, like you don't have the luxury of a lot of positions that can go away for two weeks. Um, well, and that's where I think this all goes to shit. Is if we get to the point that we're in the let's say second round of the playoffs or we're eastern western conference finals and that's where you run into and then you have a key player yeah i mean if the bucks make the the eastern conference finals and then Giannis gets it and has to sit out i mean that's the whole thing is messed up yeah i agree with you and that that's that is going to be that is going to be a problem. And, and the unfortunate thing is that if this does end up working out, there's no way that some of these players aren't going to catch the virus. It's just a question of when. And exactly. They, exactly. But because of laying that out, I mean, that's just where I, I stand on it, where it's just like if it wasn't it, – the only reason they're doing this is financial because, like, the legitimacy, all of that with it. But I, I can't make the argument for it until I see it in actual, like – them actually playing and being able to successfully pull it off and like basically I, I I can't assess how it goes until and how well they manage it until yeah basically they make it to the finals and see who's there and like what the casualties along the way were if they make it to the finals and then it's kind of like was that worth it or not um I I and I feel confident thinking that my answer to that's probably gonna be no um Maybe they get lucky with this and they're able to avoid this and with enough testing and they can, you know, limit the spread when it does come into play. Um, but there's just there there's so many you know ta- daunting tasks that like sports organizations just aren't set up to handle. And this is I mean this is an unheard of thing. So um, you know whatever form this does take. Um, you know, starting in July will be interesting, and, and just to see, um, yeah, I almost yeah, like you said it's like seeing just how far they can actually get and how close they can do to actually pulling this off. Um, it feels like a heist movie in a way, like just the plot of this of just like there's this impossible task, and we're just gonna, but here's our plan, and it doesn't sound plausible and. You know there's going to be some variables in the plan that it's going to go awry, and how do they, you know, go through that? And you just hope there's no double crossing going on in the midst of it to, um, you know, really spoil the the plot. Well, and we might as well dive into this now too. But the other detail to all of this that's going to make things really, really weird is you're obviously playing without fans. Your players are allowed to ten, attend other teams' games. So, you know, I, the schedule has not come out. Every team is going to be playing eight games, and it's going to be based off of as they're going, to, they're going to structure it so that it is closely mimics that team's next eight planned games anyway. Um, but the, obviously some teams have been eliminated, so it's not going to be a one-to-one mm-hmm. uh, comparison. But then you're going to have guys that are not playing on your team for a multitude of reasons. And we haven't seen anyone that's like a I – would, I would argue we haven't had anyone come out yet to say that they're not going to play that is like 
incredibly, incredibly important to their team. But we're seeing rotation guys drop off already. Yeah. And uh, and that's that's going to end up playing a role. Like, Avery Bradley was important to the Lakers, and he has come out and said that he will not be playing. Yeah. Um, and you've got some vets like Trevor Reza, or you've got uh, Bertans, who's going to be a restricted free agent. Um, Willie Cauley-Stein came out today and said he's not coming. Uh, which, again, that is... You know, backup center for yeah, but, Mavs, it, but I think anyone that's entering free agency too, like Boogie, there was and like shouts Boogie for not doing it. There's no way he should. It's like the risk for the guys that have money down the line. I mean, their money's gonna be screwed up anyway. But I mean, there's so much uncertainty in like how they're gonna handle their contracts moving forward. Um, getting this or getting hurt, you know, anything in the line of. Unless you're on the, I mean, Avery Bradley one, I was I was somewhat surprised by, but yeah, if you're not on the Bucks, Lakers, Rockets, um, or the Clipper, I mean, there's probably a list of maybe five, six teams where I'd be like, yeah, if I was on a one-year deal, may I, would I risk it? Maybe, um, but if I'm planning to like get a three, four-year deal, if that was my plan at the beginning of this year, um. I, I needed I can't I don't know if I want to jeopardize it to put myself through a like form of a season that hasn't been done before because that's I mean that's like the one other piece of this is like there's never been an instance where these guys have been asked to play ramp up to a level of intensity shut it completely down and then try to restart revamp now some of it could be refreshing and I think for like some older players potentially um it could help but some guys i just think like from that aspect i don't know if there's even enough time and like there's there isn't any science um or kind of approaches that they can go off of of like historical reference points of this is a good training method that we do use for these guys to help you know just from preventing injuries and and making sure i mean i i think these eight games i, I think i've joked with you on it's like if anyone plays over 30 minutes in those, I'll be shocked. Um, and if someone does, like a star player, those coaches are being real reckless. Almost as reckless as everyone that's decided that this is we need to be doing this. But um, like the injury component of it too, let alone the corona, like there is every factor of like what could go wrong i feel like is going to at some point in some vi- like variable or another and it's just like you hope none of it hits a star because it will i think across the board like it will diminish just like what ends up happening um going forward but um like if you're the bucks so yeah the bucks have you know Hells yeah, the Bucks want to play this and try to do this and win a championship so that Giannis stays and is like, yeah, I can win a championship in Milwaukee, I guess, you know? Yeah, those teams are going to want it. Um, you also have teams like the Suns and the Wizards that are probably going to lose games early on and then they're going to play six more games and they're going to yeah. do nothing. And they're like, is Devin Booker going to give a single shit after the Suns have been eliminated and he's quarantined and he can't leave? Yeah. Like, it, it's going to be – it's going to result into some really, really weird games. It also, you know, to the NBA's credit, I like the idea of having the play-in game option 
Uh, it may not for sure happen, but it would be cool to see a number nine seed team have a chance to take over and be the eight seed and get into the playoffs. Um, and I, I credit them for trying to make this work. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I get everything that you're saying, and there are a lot of reasons to be concerned with how this is all going to play out, and there's a lot of risk involved. If it works, it'd be awesome to have a finished 2019-2020 NBA season. Yeah. Oh, by no means that I like, I mean, for everything, and I was, I don't think like, you and I would uh, can't say we were, like, not looking forward to the playoffs, and um, I mean, especially this year of the uncertainty of, like, not having a undisputed favorite. I think everyone was just like, let's get to this and see what happens. Um, you know, the uncertainty we were all, like, wanting and anticipating. We weren't expecting to be this magnitude. Um, at the same time, it's it, – yeah, I just can't get over it until I see it. Like, I, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, I think, is the most succinct way I can summarize my feelings on all of it. Um because I just can't predict how I'll react to some of it. And it will be 100% biased because, yeah, like if, if Giannis ended up not being able to um, play at some point, if LeBron or AD or something, you know, there's certain guys who, yeah, I've, I've, we're rooting for and want to see do well in this and, and potentially win the championship in whatever form they're going to categorize this. But, um, so that's definitely going to attain it for me. Um, but uh, even just the product itself, like, I, that's one thing I'm not sure if I'll, like, if we'd like it better or if it will be weird to see just a, a stadium without fans. And, like, um, I hope we can hear the shit talking. I do. I hope we can hear everyone talking trash. Um, I want an unedited version of that. HBO, you know, League Pass, whatever we need to do there. Um I'm excited to bet on some sports again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there will be cool parts to it. It'll also just be crazy to organize in my, like, your, our heads mentally of just, like, with basically all these sports coming back and being crammed into this window of time. Um, you know, my I, I guess if you looked at, like, a hope of something, though, and you mentioned... Sort is like how this carries over. It's like I do hope this maybe helps force the NBA to and, and allows it in some ways. To, and we said this earlier, you know, to realign in some way to a different sort of format of a season product, even it's for, for a year or two temporarily to kind of amend with what has occurred and how this season's screwed up to kind of catch back up, but. You know, and if those things do go well, though, I hope they keep it. Um, I think as far as, like, that part of it and the formats and everything, like, I have no quorums with that. I just think it's, like, should we really be playing basketball games right now? And I can't, like, get into it yet until I probably see it. And admittedly, I'll probably forget that I had all these concerns then because it will feed some sort of, like, way to not think about everything else that's going on in the world. <laughs> It'll be yeah. an escape, which is everyone everyone wants out of this, I guess. I think it would be easier to be thinking about if if we were right now recording at a time where 
the number of cases seen on a daily basis was decreasing and decreasing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think it would be a lot easier to um, get excited about this if if it wasn't still a very scary situation that the world is in and that we're in in the United States and it's just uh, so I, I totally get that and when you don't know what the finished product is going to look like yet it's tough to say I think that you're like it's going to take actually getting to game day and maybe having a few days of games worth where it's like this might actually work and exactly. this might actually be worth uh, they, they might be able to salvage the season and really make this a thing yeah, it, it, it will come to, like, does... I think for the playoff stuff, is like, does this still feel like the NBA playoffs or not? Or does this feel like I'm watching some glorified summer league game? Yeah, and that's what I'm worried about, too. I'm very curious to see if they're experimenting with different camera options, camera angles throughout games. Agree with you wholeheartedly about being able to actually hear what the players are saying. Uh, I'm still a little, I'm, I feel like that is not going to work out the way that we want it to, but one can hope. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say the part I am excited about is the, because there are guys that have said they're not going to play and you're seeing them already, but it's just like the list of just basketball names, which is my, one of my favorite game, you know, things ever, just the list of basketball guys that are just going to be floating out there and signing with teams, jumping on who haven't played, who are, who are sitting out there as free agents, as mercenaries, who are going to get in here. Um, and the king of all kings, I mean, if coronavirus gave us any gift and this season does happen and they actually do play games, oh, boy, I hope it involves J.R. Smith being a part of it all. It would be feel so good. Feel so good for everyone. Oh, I mean, here are some recent transactions. Wednesday, June 24th, we got Tyler Zeller signed for the rest of the year with the Spurs. We got Tyler Johnson signed the rest of the year with Brooklyn. Uh, we got, from the 23rd, Corey Brewer signed to a contract. Corey Brewer's got, back? Yeah, Corey Brewer to the Kings. I got a notification on my phone that Anthony Tolliver was staying with the Grizzlies, and I was like, are you serious? Joe Kim Noah with the Clippers um, signing the rest of the year. Like, I mean, it's only going to get more insane from here. Um, it's actually funny, the the Lakers and snatching up Deion Waiters early on. You know, he would have been a highly coveted guy with these 17-team yeah. rosters that they're allowing. So they are, like... Seeing if Swaggy P gets signed, that would I'm all for it. Yep. Um, sign me up. It sounds like Jr. very well may be coming to the Lakers. I want Jamal little, Crawford on a team. As he should be. I mean, like yeah. I saw a tweet, which I hadn't realized, that the last game he had played in, I think he dropped 50 uh, or 40 or something like crazy like that. Yeah. Um, so the guy can clearly – you, he should be on a roster. I mean, you, there's not an argument against having a guy like that on your roster if you're in a pinch. I think Joe Johnson needs to come back. Oh, Joe Johnson 100% should be, is capable. I was thinking, like, could Ray Allen get signed? That's what I was thinking. 
I don't know. Seems a little far-fetched. That one is a stretch. Especially if he's still been growing out his hair. Like, I don't think he's going to want to be in be a quick shit. If we see Ray Allen shave his head, he might be coming back. Yeah, I think that's a good indication that we should be king off of, for sure. Yeah, there's um, be a lot of... I'm trying to think of some of those other fringe dudes that... Wasn't O.J. Mayo eligible? I wonder if O.J. Mayo is eligible to come back. Uh, get him on a team just out of nowhere. Um, yeah, I don't know the legitimacy of some of these uh, with some of the guys, you know, where they're at. In the, but just give me the names. Give me a bag full of ba- NBA basketball names and just say, tell me they're signing. I think every team needs to sign at least two just names. Got you know. Remember that guy. Remember him. They every team needs those. I don't want any actual two way players. I want Brandon Jennings on a team. I want. Oh, hundred percent. And I, I was. Uh, Robbie I Hummel. I don't think OJ Mayo is available. Tyreek Evans, I think, is yes. Still suspended is he still too. suspended? Um, Wave the yeah. suspensions. I wish that is actually something that they should explore to get some of these guys involved. Yeah. Yeah, give us give us the gifts. Give us the gifts, all of them. That's what we need. Um, Justin Anderson, Quincy AC. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've yeah. got a list Ekbe Udo. Anthony Bennett. Let's get Anthony Bennett back. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Greg Oden, you know, maybe he wants to try one more go. Michael Beasley, I saw some footage of him scoring a lot of buckets. Um, I saw that too. Give us, give us the guys. We want all the guys. Yeah, that part of this is going to be become increasingly intriguing, especially as we get closer, and if there are guys that may like. I think we we have just hit the the very beginning of players. Yeah announcing that they won't be playing i think we're gonna see a lot more between now and uh, the end of july i don't know if I'll, i don't know if you'd even see, yeah maybe it could be i feel like you could see some guys like in the middle of this like back out or something you know it i could see some of that maybe happening depending on if it's going poorly people are you know giving the fate now and then it's all right i'm out like i can't do this um yeah. I, I think just a lot of this just ends up being too in a position where if it does fail, it's like at least everyone can say they tried. Okay, we tried. Did something. We tried to get games going. Just it couldn't happen. Um, and that at least, you know, hopefully protects future, you know, protects the CBA. But I even read some stuff that that might not even be the case. So who knows? Um, I also think Vince Carter should um, just literally just – we're going machine gun of, of t- thoughts on all this while since we haven't recorded for a little bit. You know, Vince Carter just announces retirement today. I think they should, you know, not accept it, and he should get to play one game with every team. Um, he's just a rotational player. He just shows up. He's like all-time quarterback kind of situation. You just every every game, he's showing up somewhere else. He's playing a different place if he wants to, of course. But I think that would be funny. Just. Let Vince Carter have said he played for almost every NBA team. 
I mean, whatever will allow him to continue to play because he's definitely or whatever you whatever could happen that could convince him to continue to play. I'm on. I'm very pro yeah. that. But unfortunately, I don't think that's gonna happen. No, but, I wouldn't play if I were him. <laughs> no. <laughs> Having said all that, I would play if I was him. No, I think I think Vince is. Uh, has seen enough. Dude's been in the league for like 20 years. So 22. Um, Last member of the 2001 All-Star team that isn't retired. So rattling through uh, a couple of extra things that stem from this, because obviously the season still is going on. So the NBA draft, the NBA lottery were put on hold. The draft actually would have been tonight, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad, because that's always one of my favorite things to watch in the month of June draft would have been tonight uh but now we've got the nba lottery pushed back to august we've got um the nba draft on october 16th so a couple of days after the last day that the season could possibly end uh so we're looking at you know big dates for the rest of this year our season starting july 30th You've got the season ending, finals ending October 13th. Uh, we've got the NBA draft starting a couple of days after that. And then, you know, when the when the next full NBA season would start is, is likely in December of 2020. Um, but, you know, a lot of this could really change depending on uh, whether or not we are starting on time and if uh what the nba wants to do in future seasons because it's now a question of like are we going to have seasons that just run from december through the summer and with the tokyo olympics coming up next year um i'm really curious to see how they're going to structure the season around that yeah i think uh there's definitely um yeah, they just need to get through this first part, and then they'll, I think, have to modify and figure out. But, yeah, I mean, if anything, like, if, if we started this began the trend of basketball starting on, like, Christmas or around that being, like, the opening week, that would be pretty cool. Um, and having it go more in the summer is, like, a regular cadence of a season. Um, first, we got to see if we can keep a bunch of NBA players confined in Disney World for – three months and not have any problems there because that's the other part we didn't even talk about is like what they're asking of these guys just from a day-to-day not even getting games about like what they're asking them to do from a like a personal sacrifice standpoint to make all of this work oh i mean these guys are gonna go report and most teams um are traveling like the 6th and 7th of july so once they're all down there, they'll start on the thirtieth, and they're not allowed. I think it's if you're if you make it to the last two rounds of the playoffs, it will then be few enough people within the NBA Disney bubble that they will have some family present. But until then, which is going to be literally months from mm-hmm. when they would start playing, and months from when they started when they first reported down there from there until they would see their family, and. Uh, I am curious to see if the NBA tweaks that at all to see if there are other precautions that they would allow, allow players to get tested and then fly private home 
Um, but it, by all indication, it's that's going to be a huge deterrent for some guys. Like that was the primary reason why Trevor Ariza decided to not report is uh, he I think has a has a a child in their in their teens that he wants to be able to spend time with and it's like I can't blame him for that right yeah at a certain point I think you're just asking too much of people um, given the circumstances and yeah if those guys are willing to sacrifice their checks and stuff for you know other priorities that are more important to them in the moment I don't think you really be that critical of them it's a choice that I don't think everyone if they were given the same situation would uh make but you know at the same time you might be if you put yourself in your role and your job and like were asked to under some of these conditions I'm not sure you would you know that person that might be critical of it would agree to the same circumstances that are being asked of some of these NBA players yeah man um but I Despite some pessimism here, I'm I'm curious to see how this is all going to shake out, and um, hopefully, if anything, any, any news that we would have between now and July 30th is going to be positive. If um, anything, we're going to return to a normally scheduled routine and schedule of having basketball podcasts that we actually talk about basketball in. Yeah, otherwise we're going to be doing a. Uh, a uh, ten-part series on Joey Chestnut and yep, absolutely, uh, and his life and his many many championships when it comes just, to competitive eating. Just a competitive eating podcast, and then you know maybe we cover the Star Wars prequels and whole Star Wars series. We do just some commentary there. I mean, I don't. We'll, we just divulge into all sorts of weird stuff if basketball doesn't return so let's hope that doesn't happen let's hope not man but um glad we finally got to talk a little about a little nba um hopefully good news over the next couple of weeks pj any closing thoughts uh everyone should be following if jay had an if jay had an instagram jay cutler's instagram it's currently a murderous being that's killing his chickens it's been a Highly intense, highly intense um, entertainment. So we're trying to crack down what is right, right now. The leading suspect is an owl, um, supposedly the house cat uh, that the Cutler Fort Cutler has uh, been ruled out as a suspect. But I'm not convinced. Jay and uh, Jay's got deer cam foot set up, trying to catch uh, the beast in the act of killing some chickens. Jay's just out there protecting his hens. Well, thank you for bringing awareness to that. I appreciate it. Thank you. Keep an eye yeah, out for Jay that, Cutler. everyone. If you if you see something, say something. Yeah, I think is is what you're saying. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, on that note, uh, thank you everyone for listening to the point forward. Appreciate the support and uh, rate and review. Send us emails. We got time, more time now than.